Have you ever felt like running your restaurant is like being on a giant hamster wheel? You're not alone. Now, many experts promise they can get you more sales in a short amount of time. But is that a long-term solution or just a bandage to the underlying issues? Getting more sales without fixing the real problems that plague your business is just going to give you a bigger hamster wheel to run on. Plus, if you're bleeding out profits, more sales is going to accelerate the bleeding. So how about we do it the smart way? How about we stop the problems now so that when you do turn on the revenue machine, it flows more profits into your bank account? Donald Burns, the restaurant coach, wants to show you the keys to not having your restaurant run your life. These are the same tools he has coached over 2,200 independent restaurants with. How would it feel to take vacations with your family and not have to worry about your restaurant? What would it be like to not miss important life events because you had to be at the restaurant? Imagine making 18% profit or higher year after year. Allow the restaurant coach to get you going in the right direction. Right now, he is giving listeners of this podcast free access to his three Frames to Thrive series. Just head over to therestaurantcoach.com to get off the hamster wheel and get your life back. Loading in Welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It's the cure for the common restaurant. Expert interviews, tools, and tips to get you the restaurant you know it can be. Now, here is your host, Donald Burns, the Restaurant Coach. And welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It is the cure for the common restaurant. Seriously, who wants to be average? Not you, if you're listening to this. You know deep down that your restaurant could be more, that you could be more. And right now, you're feeding your brain some good stuff that's going to allow you to have it all. So what would you like more of right now? Now, when I ask independent restaurant owners this question, the number one response I get is more sales. If you know me by now, you know that all business problems are people problems. And sometimes that requires you to have a fresh look at what could be really causing the problem. When sales start to drop, Here's what happens. We panic. It's totally natural. Here's the thing I want to discuss with you today. What causes sales to fall in the first place and how can you save them from falling to basically flatlining? Now on Fridays, I usually go live inside my private Facebook group called the Restaurant Coach Nation to answer questions like these. It's a free group to join. If you want to become a member, just answer three questions and make sure you are a restaurant owner, operator, or an expert that can contribute to the group and you are in, my friends. Now, on today's training, I'm going to show you the three biggest marketing mistakes restaurants make and what you can do now to fix them. These solutions will also fix those lagging sales issues, too. Hey, good morning, TRC Nation. How are you today? Hope you're doing great. We're having a fantastic Friday. Just so you know, on Fridays, we try to get together, have a little bit of a, you know, a little TRC Nation love, a little TRC Nation training, give you some new tools, some new information, some new ways to break free from your restaurant, running you and running your life. And it is a great thing. If you are new to TRC Nation or if you're not a member of TRC Nation, please. Make sure to join TRC Nation. It is a free internet. It is a free Facebook group I offer here. Uh, it's it's perfect for you to come in and take advantage of any kind of training you want. You can also. It's a great way to network and ask people questions. 
I have tons of people that get into TRC Nation and they love to share information. They share blog posts. They share YouTube videos. They share motivational stuff. It is a great network. The number one thing I find with independent restaurant owners and operators is we kind of think we have to go it alone. You don't have to go it alone. There are tons of people out there just like you that really want to break free from the restaurant running them and have the restaurant in their life that they desire. And the TRC Nation, the Restaurant Coach Nation here on Facebook, is a our kind of little private community where you can ask questions and get answers 24-7 days. I have people from all around the world. It's pretty amazing. I'm really so impressed by just the just the general, just the just the warm feelings people give out on the TRC Nation. People like each other's comments, people's comments, people share posts. It's a great way to get information. So today, what I want to do in our little kind of our little training today, I want to talk about the three biggest marketing mistakes. I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to go about this kind of, I'm going to take you the long way. Okay. I'm going to take you the long path around it. So bear with me as we talk about the three biggest marketing mistakes. Well, we start off these trainings with a quote. I love this. This is one of my favorite ones. Restaurant success isn't rocket science. It's just people science. People make restaurant success such a complex deal. They make it sound like all you need is a new checklist. You just need a new template new training manuals, some new software. No, it's all about people. It's all about getting the right people on the right in the right thing. And we follow a structure called the 3P framework. That's, this, that's the whole basis of all my coaching programs is based on the 3P framework. If we've never met before, please allow me real quick to introduce myself. If you've never met me before, which I hope we've met before. I guess you wouldn't be in the TRC Nation if we haven't met before. <laughs> but I am Donald Burns. I am known as the restaurant coach. I've been in the restaurant industry for 42 years. Started off like a lot of people started off washing dishes for my dad, who was a chef. He trained me in the kitchen, worked my way up to sous chef. Then at 18, he told me it was in my blood. I said, I want a transfusion. I don't want to do this. So I went into the military. I was very fortunate to go into a special operations team called Pararescue uh, in the U.S. Air Force. After that, went to college, started working at the right restaurants, working with the right chefs, found out I really, really love the restaurant industry, and then they just have dedicated my life to working in the restaurant industry. Uh, in 2008, I was doing a lot of consulting back then. Uh, I just left a, a five-year stint working with uh, Wolfgang Puck. I was an executive chef going around the country opening restaurants for him. I thought I could help other people. So I started a consulting company in 2005. And then 2008, the economy crashed. I rebranded as the restaurant coach. And I've been doing this ever since 13 years. I've been doing this restaurant coaching. And it's kind of funny. In 2009, when I Googled out their restaurant coaches, no one was calling themselves a restaurant coach. Now everyone's calling themselves a restaurant coach, which I'm happy that it is taken off and that now there's more restaurant coaches out there. So the more, the merrier. There are so many restaurants that need help. We definitely need more people who can help us. And then next year, I'm actually going to be doing a certification program for people that want to become certified restaurant coaches because I feel there's a great need out there for people to become restaurant coaches because there are so many restaurants and I can only help so many people at a time. So I definitely need a little army to help me. That being said, here's our kind of quote about all these training sessions. We like to show up every Friday do a little training session because our goal is always this. We don't rise to a level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Training is everything. 
And again, in our all our training programs, all my coaching programs, I follow what's known as the 3P framework. This was introduced to me when I had my first restaurant and I was struggling very, very badly. I realized that I needed some help. I thought I had been in the restaurant business for, at that time, I opened my first restaurant at 30. I thought, you know, I'd been in a business 15 years by then. I thought I had enough experience and I knew how to run a restaurant. I did not know how to build a brand. I did not know how to really, really hire better and manage a team. I did not know a lot about marketing and I did not know about building a super, super solid, profitable brand. I knew how to run things at a basic level. I did not have the skills I needed to really build a brand to a level I, I knew it could be. And I hired a business coach and he helped me. And the first thing he did is he introduced me to this 3P framework, this 3P process map. And it has been a game changer for me. I teach this to all my coaching clients and it's basically straightforward. It's people, product, process. The secret, just like anything else, is you must have them in the right order. So many people start off with the product part because every restaurant in the world has a menu. They do a little bit of marketing. Then they throw a couple process parts in there, do a couple checklists. They maybe look at a couple KPIs, you know, a little bit of P&L. And then they realize they don't know why it's working right. And then they go back and they, oh, man, we would need to hire some better people. But I'm telling you right now, inside each of these three different frames, inside the people part, inside the product part, inside the process part, there are three other subsystems that must be again in order for that part to work. So like in the people part, you gotta have your mindset right. 8% of restaurant success is psychology, if you didn't know that, 20% is only systems and strategy. So mindset has to be set first, then we go into culture development after culture development, now we can hire and attract the right people. And then the product part's the same thing. If I don't have my food cost down, it doesn't matter how great my menu is. If my menu is just bleeding out money because it's not profitable. And then marketing is the same thing. If I don't have a profitable menu, why am I opening the floodgates and having people run into a place if I'm just going to bleed out more money? And then the process part is, again, same thing. If I, I got to have systems, but systems don't work if I don't have the people right because I need that culture of accountability I have some dashboards. I got to have a strategic plan. How am I going to grow this brand? How am I going to increase sales? How am I going to increase profits? How am I going to get more time off? <clears throat> That's where we all talk about that stuff. And then, of course, the profitability is what everyone wants, but they do not understand that you need all these other pieces in place before the profitability part really, really kicks in. And you hear stories. I mean, the national average for restaurants uh, is used to be 6% gross profit. That's actually dropped down now because of the economy with rising food costs and labor costs. It's actually dropped to 4%. It's really sad. But now the ash, national average restaurant profitability is around 4%, which is really, really horrible. I'm happy to say and proud to say that the clients in my coaching programs usually maintain 18% or higher. And how do they get there? They follow the 3P framework. <laughs> everything has to be put in place. When you get everything in place, you can reach those high levels of profitability, 15, 18, 20, 22. I've even got a couple clients. Now their menu mix is different. They do a lot more beverage than food, but they're up at that 40% profit level. So it's crazy. I mean, it all depends on your concept. If you're really ever really concerned and want to know what your profitability is or what maybe you're leaving on the table, you can always go to my website. At the very top of my page, I have a kind of a profitability quiz you can take real quick. And it will tell you how much money you're leaving on the table. It's really, really an awesome way to kind of figure out, am I maximizing my profit potential 100%?
couple little tidbits I want to mark and shout out here for Restaurant Coach Nation. If you've not secured a ticket to my annual event, every October, I do a three-day summit here in Scottsdale, Arizona. It is called the Restaurant Success Summit. Three days, eight speakers this year. Normally, I have six. This year, I got eight speakers just because I had some really great people reach out that wanted to help out, wanted to share some of their knowledge. And just the way the economy is going, I thought we'd just kind of amp it up a little bit. So I got eight speakers this year. We do 18 total workshops in a span of three days. It is amazing. But here's the thing. It's not just a regular conference where you go for three days, you get all hyped up, woohoo, and you go back to your restaurant and then, you know, implement. The Restaurant Success Summit also includes 90 days in my mastermind coaching program so we can actually create a plan and hold you accountable. Get you 90 days of real, I mean, rubber meets the road work. Not just talk about doing shit. I mean, actually doing shit. All right. So it's a. It's not only just a success conference, a restaurant success conference, you could call it. It is also a 90-day mastermind coaching program included with it. So you're going to get two calls a week in the mastermind group. We do two calls every Monday at 1 o'clock Pacific time. We do an educational call every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. We always do a Q&A call. So you get two calls included each week for 90 days. If you like it, you can stay a member. If you're not, if you don't like it, hey, just you know, say uh, thanks for the time. I appreciate it, but this is not for me. That's cool. You're also gonna get access to five of my most famous or my most popular courses that are gonna again help you kind of move that needle a little bit faster. My goal is at the end of 90 days, and I'll be honest with you, my goal is at the end of 90 days, you really find some value in the coaching program and you stay a member and you stay in my coaching programs. My my goal, my job, my duty is to deliver enough value and help you get results. That's what a coach does. Coach takes you from where you are, plots out where you want to be. We make an action plan. I hold you accountable and I give you the tools you need to get that goal that you want. And when I'm talking about the tools that you need, if you've not been to my website, please, or you can go over to this kind of uh, domain name. I have a great series out. Remember, I just talked about the 3P framework. Well, if you want to take a deeper dive into the 3P framework and all the kind of three foundational frameworks I teach, go take my three frames to thrive series. You can go to three frames to thrive.com. You can go to my, my website, the restaurantcoach.com. If you scroll about, I think it's about two thirds down the page, you'll see a button to be able to take the course. It is a, I mean, I love this thing. I, it's a lot of hours. It's actually this, this course right here, this 3P framework, this uh, Three Frames to Thrive series is around three hours. Uh, the full course, the full Three Frames to Thrive series is a six-hour workshop, and that's available for my members. But I want to give you a good kind of dose and give you a good introduction of the things that are required to get success. And these Three Frames to Thrive, we talk about the Restaurant Success Pyramid, the 3P framework, and then I take you deep down into what really creates an outstanding culture. And that is, you can go to www.3framestothrive.com or you can go to www.therestaurantcoach.com. And please take advantage of this. It's a free, free workshop. I really want to help as many people as I can break free from the restaurant running them. You always hear consultants say it all the time. How do I work more on my business and less in my business? This is exactly how you do it. <laughs> you start with this. This is the starting point. Start with this and, and everything else is going to take off. Okay, please. Right. In today's training, let's talk about why sales fall. 
And I t- we talked about in the very beginning, I said the three biggest marketing mistakes. One of the big marketing mistakes is in there's three main reasons why your sales start dropping or tanking. And you have total control over three, uh, two of them. There's three of them. There's three main ones. I'm going to flip screens here and we're going to go to a different screen. And I'm going to show you exactly what I'm talking about. I am a huge fan of mind maps, by the way. If you've never been in any of my coaching programs, I love mind maps. I'm a visual thinker, a visual organizer. So I love doing visual stuff like this. Reasons sales fall. Number one, economic conditions. And here's something. You have no control over economic conditions. You have no control over inflation, the economy, the interest rates. The government has a lot of that control. Uh, Supply chain issues, you have no control over those things. So you have nothing to do with this. So do not get upset. All right. I will tell you right now, a lot of people get really, really upset when the economy goes up and down. It is a natural cycle. It's called the cycle of business. Okay. For every up, there has to be a corresponding down. It cannot go up and 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 up. Eventually, it's going to bust and burst and it has to drop back down. So that being said, do not get upset. Just understand that that's just the economy, the economic growth cycle just correcting itself. It has to. It has to expand and then it has to contract. It has to expand, it has to contract. Right now we're seeing a contraction. And that's usually due to inflation. And then we start seeing a contraction. Now, if the contraction keeps going, we'll go into an, a recession. But the thing you got to understand about a recession is that we will come out of the recession. So many people get this gloom and doom thinking that when we hit a recession, it's going to be like that forever. No, it's a, recessions are a temporary thing. We come through it and then we come back out. Now, I can't tell you how long it's going to last. I wish I had a crystal ball and I could tell you, but I don't. But I do know that it will end. And if you look at history, every eight to 10 years, we have a recession or some kind of economic bubble burst because we have to, because the economy needs that to reset itself. So don't worry about that. The other part reasons fail is you have a poor guest experience. Now I'm gonna kind of zoom in a little closer on this one. There's a guest journey that every restaurant goes through and it's anywhere from 10 to 12 touch points, depending on your concept, right? But it usually starts off at the top. I'm going to kind of go through these a little bit. I go through this in a deep dive stuff. I call it the guest experience straight line training method with my uh, with my coaching clients. And I take you through the whole journey step by step. And we talk about each line and how to improve each one. But real quick, the guest journey always starts off with online reputation. People need to come in. They basically check you out. They check out your online resources. They check out your, you know, your website. They check out your reviews. They check out your social media. They want to see who you are, what you do, and how you do it. After that, they go into the entry. This is when they come to your restaurant and they come through the front door. The entry could also be in the parking lot. So a lot of people don't think about those things out there like faded parking lot lines. Maybe your sign's missing some lights. These are little things that start adding to the experience. Hashtag write this shit down. Energy is always one of three things. It's just, this is a law of physics. Energy is either positive, neutral, or negative. That's it. Energy is either positive, neutral, or negative. Neutral energy, to me, that's being average. That's what every other restaurant in town does. That's neutral energy. Doing what's expected is average. You're never going to get the restaurant you want if you maintain that, that level of just being average. That's what I call is mediocrity 
or complacency. Same thing. And then you have negative energy. We always want to focus on positive energy. So I'm always thinking, every time I'm looking at this guest, exper this guest experience journey, I'm always thinking about how can I plus it? How can I add energy to each interaction, each touch point the guest has? So after the entry, we go to the greeter. This is the first person they meet at your restaurant. This is usually the hostess or host or the counter person. If you have a fast casual place, it could be the person on the phone taking the delivery order or the takeout order. Okay. After that, we usually go into the restrooms. Restrooms, again, set the tone. There's a great thing in NLP. It's called perception is projection. Perception is projection means this. If I think it's true, it's true for me. So I'll give you a great example of why the restrooms are so important to the guest experience. I've just been driving to your restaurant. I've been on the road for like a half hour. I have to use the restroom. I get to your restaurant. I go right to the restaurant. The restroom, the restroom is dirty. It's filthy. It's nasty. It stinks. There's paper towels all over the place. There's no, there's no soap. What do I think? Wow, these guys don't care. Is that true? Eh, probably not. It might, I mean, it's a strong possibility. You might not care if your bathroom is that bad. But then I start thinking about what else do you not care about? It starts creating this level of uncertainty in me. You know, I checked out your online stuff. It looked pretty good. I pulled up your place. It looks pretty clean. The hostess was pretty nice. The host was pretty cool. Gave me a nice greeting, warm greeting. And then I real quick, I go to the bathroom. And now I'm like, uh, I'm having second, second thoughts about this. That's why the restrooms are very, very critical. After that, we go into the dining room. We start judging the dining room. We start using our perceptions, like, you know, the table's level. Is it sticky? Are they clean? Do I see a bunch of tables dirty, not pre-bust? What does that tell me about you and how much you care about the guest? All right. How much do you care about me as the guest? After that, we finally get into meeting the team. This is usually when someone comes up to greet the table. It could be the service team. could be a bartender. It could be somebody. Anybody taking the order is usually the team. Now, after they've taken my order, put in my order, we finally get to the food and beverage part. Now, here's the thing I want you to look at. Look at this guest journey. Look at, you got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six touch points before they even try your food and your drink. Six touch points before they even try food and drink. And if your food and drink is not outstanding, I'm telling you, you're gonna have a hard time recovering that guest experience. This is where a lot of restaurants fail. They think that great food and great drink is gonna save the day. It's a great part of the experience, but it's only one part of the experience. If you wanna have an outstanding experience, you wanna create raving fans, you wanna nail every one of these touch points. Okay, after food and beverage comes, we go into the check back. That's when they come and check back on the food and please ask intelligent questions. Don't ever ask, how's everything? everything's always fine you know be very specific the cash out again where a lot of people drop the ball on the guest experience we start off strong but then we finish weak i don't know why but we always seem to do that and then the last part of the guest journey is called the farewell this is where you say goodbye say thank you two most powerful words in the english language are thank you you'd be shocked how many restaurants i go to and as i'm leaving no one says goodbye says thank you see you soon nobody I mean, I would say probably 90% of the restaurants I go to, and I go to a lot of restaurants, 90% of the restaurants drop the ball on the, on the, on the farewell. And that's a sad, that's an easy thing. I'll tell you right now, if you can start strong, and that was, I would say, the greeter, and if you can end strong with the farewell, 
you can fumble the ball a little bit in the middle and have a good recovery and they'll leave with a very, very positive experience. But if you, if you F up the greeting and you really mess up my farewell and then you drop the ball in the middle, I'm not, we're not coming back. I'm never coming back. In fact, I'm going to tell all my friends it was a horrible experience. Especially if one of my friends recommends you, I'm going to really jump on them about how do you recommend a place? It's horrible. It was a, it was a, ugh, it was a pigsty. It was nasty. It was disgusting. I don't know why you recommended that place. That is one reason. If you have a poor guest experience, your sales will fall. The third reason what we're going to dig into today is poor marketing. Poor marketing. And if you notice, I got that kind of little arrow going here. And these are the biggest marketing mistakes people make. These are the biggest. There's three big marketing mistakes. There's a lot of marketing mistakes. I'm going to give you the three biggest ones. Each one has a little breakdown too. Number one is quality. And it's the quality of your marketing. Um, I would say too few emotions. There are 13 different emotions to marketing, 13 positive emotions to marketing. Most restaurants play one or two emotions. If you look at this list right here, 13 emotions, I will tell you right now that probably if you went and did like a social media audit, like I have in this little note here, Scroll through your social media feed and write down each of the emotions your post is triggering. I'll tell you, you probably hit maybe three, four emotions max. I have my clients when they're in the coaching programs, I have a couple different deep dive. Let me flip screens real quick. I have a couple deep dive programs in here that kind of really go down the rabbit hole on marketing. This is the members area, by the way, of my online university. So they have like uh, like Restaurant Coach University and Mastermind members have access to the Restaurant Marketing Power Playbook, which has a really good thing. It's a, it'll take you down the rabbit hole. And one of the courses in there, one of the things it teaches the, is the 13 emotions of marketing right here. Day five, we talk about that. But And then the accelerator module goes really down the rabbit hole into what's known as the restaurant We go into down the rabbit hole even deeper in the marketing. So I take the foundations of the marketing uh, restaurant marketing power playbook, and we go down the rabbit hole even more. And we go into a course that's called the Restaurant Marketing Machine. It's 15 modules. It's a lot of modules. But I take you from A to Z how to set up a really, really great marketing plan and how to set up a marketing program in-house. Yeah, it's a great program. All right, back to our quality stuff. Quality, 13 emotions of marketing, do a little food. Most restaurants play the food and beverage card. They might do a couple team ones, might do a couple community, maybe a couple guests, but that's it. They don't do a lot of depth in their emotions of marketing. Okay. That's number one, too few emotions, too few emotions. Number two, in quality, too many static, boring posts. I know you love those pictures of your food. <laughs> but here's the thing you got to remember. When you're looking at food pictures, posts, and stuff like that, pictures of just food by itself, not doing anything, these are called static posts. Static posts are boring. And the reason why is because every restaurant in the world post pictures of their food. And even though there are many good pictures of their food, 
This is what I'm talking about. These are like a, pictures that just like, I mean, they're good pictures, but it's what every other restaurant in your market's doing. You want to show more people. You want to show it definitely a lot more people. Right? Let me see this one. It's like this one. A nice picture of people. People. Remember, I have a kind of a saying. I said, put a face in your place. I want to see a face in your place. All right. I want people smiling, especially if you want to create, if you want to attract more people coming to your restaurant, show your team having a great time, laughing, joking, smiling, loving what they do. It's going to make it, you know, because most restaurants have a bad reputation. All right. Here's the chef of this place. Really showing off some of his insanely real is 24 month age prosciutto. Man, I wish that was, I wish it was smell vision. <laughs> this is the good stuff. But this is the kind of stuff you got to do when you're looking at your most boring posts are the number one thing that kills restaurants. Boring posts, static photos that will kill you every single time. No storytelling. Another thing, quality. You got to tell stories. Marketing is about telling a story, inviting people into your story. Why do you do what you do? Again, no videos. Another huge thing that kills people is not showing me enough videos. Yeah, I know you've seen lately Instagram is moving to a full, full screen format, which means they want you to put up more reels. They want more things in the full screen format, just like a reel is. They are actually pushing more reels. All social media is moving to video. You got to get on the bandwagon here. If you, if you don't like video, you don't have to be on video. You could put someone on your team who likes to be on video. Not knowing your ideal guest. This is another huge thing about quality. If you don't know who your ideal guest is, you're just kind of throwing darts at a, at a dartboard blindfolded. You don't know what you're hitting or missing. You got to know what your target is. Am I targeting families? Am I targeting, you know, I'm just targeting young couples in my market, my young, young urban professionals. Who am I targeting that I really want my marketing to get to? Another thing is not having a CTA. So many times you'll see posts, and these posts will have up here. Uh, this has a little CTA, has a little thing. Can't wait to see you all again. That's a good CTA. I mean, this is a nice one at Rise and Shine, start your day off, you know, the stuff like that. A strong CTA is like, see you soon, order now, order today, get online. You want a strong, strong CTA, not just a random CTA where it's just basically, you know, you want a strong one. I mean, look at these guys. This is a famous brand, Five Guys, and it's like the weakest, <laughs> it's the weakest CTA in the world. Got to have a strong CTA. All right. Again, no hashtags. You got to have hashtags. Hashtags are the filing system of the internet. If you don't put hashtags on your post, you're not going to get recognized. You're not going to get known. You're not going to get more likes. You got to have really strong hashtags. Another area that kills people is frequency. Frequency, not being consistent. Hashtag write this down. Best known beats best. 
marketing is not about getting a sale. Marketing is about keeping your brand top of mind. We can all agree that McDonald's is not the best burger in the world. They're a billion-dollar brand because they are really well-known. Best known beats best. Now, here's this is my social media strategy plan for 2022. I will tell you right now, I have a lot of friends that are more <laughs> social media marketers and experts, and they will say, I am crazy for suggesting this, but I'm going to tell you this works. I have clients who implemented this plan, and they have seen sales increase 20 to 40 to even 60%. I mean, what would 60% increase in sales do for you right now? Probably change your game, change your life, right? It's, it's amazing. So here's my social media st marketing strategy for 2022. Remember, 13 emotions of marketing. You must use 10 different emotions. Stop posting boring food and beverage pics. Instagram on the feed. I would do at least two posts a day. Now, I did put static or video. Now, if I'm going to do a static photo, I would change this a little bit. I would add a sticker to it or music to it. So it's not such a static post, but it's actually like a video a static picture with maybe a GIF on there, a sticker, or some really cool music in the background, or string together a bunch of like static photos to make a little video. But I would do that twice a day. Stories, I would do four times a day. Yes, I'm very, very aggressive with my marketing. All right, Instagram Reels, at least one a day. I probably even would change this lately. I would probably change that to two a day. And you could easily use your Instagram Reels for TikTok Reels. Okay, it's not like you have to reinvent the thing and do two different types. You can easily use one, you can use Instagram Reels for TikTok too. Facebook post 14 times a week. Yes, that's two times a day. Remember, best known beats best. Best known, write that down. Best known beats best. Best known beats best. Facebook post 14 times a week. That's two times a day. One morning, one afternoon. Right? You should do a weekly newsletter, an email blast, one time a week, letting people know what's going on at your place. So many people capture data, and then they don't do anything with that data. They capture emails and loyalty programs, phone numbers and emails when people are ordering online, and they don't do anything with it. That's just that's like a, that's like having a goose that lays a golden egg because you're not even harvesting. Horrible. Okay, Create one brand awareness video campaign that you pay to get views in your market. Now, an awareness campaign is basically a video you do that tells people about who you are. It is a great way to show people who you are and what you do. Let me show you one real quick. This thing will pull up. So I had all my members do a awareness campaign video. Wait a minute, let me do it. being difficult. Anyway, if you want to, you can go to Pharaoh Restaurant. Oh, there it is. It just takes a while, I guess. Sorry. So let me go back. Let me pull up this awareness video. This is really, really critical because you want to have an awareness video as a high-level video that basically just tells people who you are and what you do. Having a creative outlet for me is everything. And I think that's part of what drew me to wanting to be an entrepreneur. Um, having 
creative control over the process of building the business and creating all of the things that go along with it. It's pretty amazing sometimes looking around in this room and knowing that we started with this shell uh, of a restaurant and we brought life to it. And then people actually come and hang out and spend time with us and enjoy the things that, that we actually physically create every single day. You know, the first time I picked up a knife, I cut the hell out of my finger. My name's Patrick, and I am the chef owner here at Faro. I was always interested in crazy flavor profiles of like different cuisines and stuff. Like just learning about those at a young age and learning how to mix spices and different flavors to come up with things. It came very natural to me. So basically with Faro, I came to know a ton of different farmers and I realized just how much was available right here. So it, it's like a no brainer for me with everything available to try and build this concept where 90% of what we're sourcing is from right here. We're here to kind of as a helping hand. So if farmers have a ton of lamb ribs stashed away that nobody else is using, I order all those and make something out of them. Or if they have um, a ton of pork chops stashed away that, you know, people just aren't ordering. I'll take those. I try to use anything that we have excess of so that way they're not sitting on it. People seem to really genuinely enjoy being able to come in one week and then the next week there's something new and interesting on the menu. Our menu is pretty small. Uh, we have about 16 or so items. Um, so that kind of helps with the kitchen being able to focus on quality and making sure that we're not overdoing too many different things. Since it is somewhat limited, uh, having something um, change frequently helps in that realm. My passion has grown just seeing the increase in business, uh, seeing the growth of my staff um, and how they're learning and growing and developing as people, seeing the impact that we're having on our community. Um, on the people that we work with on a daily basis, uh, how we're able to help them grow their businesses by supporting them uh, through the things that we're doing. Uh, seeing even the guys in the kitchen up-level their skill set uh, from where they started when they first started here to where they are now. Um, I feel like it's, they're just kind of creating a lot of opportunity for people to develop. Um, which is something that we set out to do, and that kind of lights us up. So that's a really cool video as far as, you know, getting yourself set up for success and doing an awareness campaign. So that's an awareness brand video campaign. And you basically, you run that like all the time, okay? <laughs> you run it like all the time because you're basically just making people aware of your of your concept and who you are in your in your market, right? And then you're going to create two to five retargeting acts, people who watch three seconds of your awareness video. So the awareness video, here's where people go, go kind of get their marketing backwards. They're trying to like, it's like, and imagine this, imagine you go on a first date with somebody and you're sitting there at dinner and all of a sudden you just like, you just like blurt out, oh my God, marry me. And they're like, man, you're crazy. I don't even know who you are yet. That's how most people approach marketing. You're on, you know, come on down, get some tacos. Hey, come on down, get our brisket. They don't even know who you are yet. And you're expecting them to come down and make a purchase. It doesn't work like that. People have to know, like, and trust you before they buy. Okay. Simon Sinek has a great quote. 
from his book start with why people don't care people don't care about what you do they want to know they don't buy what you do they buy why you do it okay people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it that's why an awareness campaign is so critical and you saw that one from pharaoh it is a great one it talks about why they started a restaurant what their mission is with how they work with local farmers that has great pictures of their team interacting with each other that's a great awareness video after that then you do retargeting ads you know you know you're basically very specific you can do facebook can do retargeting in the sense that if they've watched three to five seconds of your video now you can go to them that you say oh my god hey i I saw you saw some of our video hey don't forget on thursday nights we have you know we have our wine flight club hey on saturdays we have you know live music on the patio now your retargeting ads are very specific with a lto or something specific that you offer that you want them to come down and try okay and then also you're going to spend at least five to ten minutes each day interacting on the app it's called engagement that's where you actually when people like your stuff this looks great don't just give them a heart emoji. Don't give them a thumbs up emoji. Say something. Use your big words. All right. Thank you so much. Looking forward. And then usually do a call. Actually, thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here this weekend. And don't forget we have two for, you know, we have our, our happy hours from four to six on Wednesdays, whatever. Give a call to action. Thank them. Be appreciative. And then a little, a little nudge to come back down. Spend five to 10 minutes using user-generated content. Oh my God, this is like a huge thing that people forget about. User-generated content is probably the biggest mistake most people make, right? So here's another restaurant, right? And as you can see, again, a lot of boring static posts. I mean, you got some pictures of people in there, which I love, but a lot of static posts. Using a little bit of humor in there. Okay, not bad. I mean, I'd give it a B. A lot of things they could do to improve this. But user-generated content is a huge thing that people forget about. When you're looking at your Instagram, you got three different buttons here. You got your posts, you got your reels, you got your tags. The tagged one is these are pictures that people have tagged you in. Right? Now, what I do is I like to go in here and see like who's tagged. Now, this is the one right here, and this is beautiful stuff. This is someone, you know, they're pet friendly, had their pet there. Now, I looked to see if that post was on their regular page that they used as a user-generated content. It doesn't look like they did. I don't see the dog here. So this, again, this is a huge opportunity. So what you do here is you go in here, go to the tagged. You hit that one up here, those three little buttons right here. Those three little buttons, you hit that button, it'll say copy link. When you copy that link, if you have an app called Repost, it will go to your repost account and then you can repost it and you give them of course credit you want to give a little shout out thank you so much for coming down man the dogs are so great we love animals we love pets and then do a repost it is a most amazing most powerful thing this is almost like a testimonial when people tag you in post this is called user generated content you want to go out and you want to you, know, you want to say thank you right now this is a great i mean they got this pickle pizza i mean look at this this would be a great one this is low-hanging fruit. You want to talk about gold nuggets again? These are gold nuggets. Not using user-generated content is ignoring the gold nuggets that are out there. Please stop ignoring the gold nuggets, okay? Right, user-generated content. Five to ten minutes reposting using user-generated content. Should sure, I do that? Each post needs strong hashtags, call to actions, and then things you always should be promoting. You should always be promoting your loyalty programs, gift cards. Uh, uh, pre-fee menus or fixed price menus, 
Happy Hour Menus, your culture, your why. Use a social media manager tool like Meet Edgar to help. I love using a social media management tool that helps me kind of stay on top. That way I don't have to worry about scrambling to get a post up. I can schedule my stuff out for a week. People think I'm on social media all the time. I'm only on social media actually around probably 20 minutes a day. And I'm just usually responding to stuff, making comments. But most of my stuff is, is already generated through Meet Edgar. It's posts that are automatically go out all the time. And then I tell everybody, do this for 90 days straight. The goal is not to miss a day. If you miss one day, you start over. Kind of like that 75 hard, you know, kind of challenge that they had for working out. I'm going to call this the 90 day hard, you know, 90 day, 90 day social media <laughs> challenge. Do it for 90 days straight. If you miss a day, you start over. And then what else we got here? And then, of course, paid advertising is another reason that people have bad marketing. I hate to say organic marketing doesn't work anymore. It doesn't really. So you got to pay to play. And you want to have two different paid campaigns. You always want to have an awareness campaign. Then you want to have a very specific retargeting campaign. Another thing with retargeting campaigns, a lot of people don't geofence. Geofence is when I can basically really specifically target a certain area of town. Uh, let's say you live in a tourist area. And there's a famous hiking trail. You could easily, let's say you're a bistro and you do a lot of lunches, and maybe you do a maybe you do a picnic basket or a hiking bag for the day. Uh, I would basically target. I would put a geofence around the parking lot or that trail where everyone parks at. Now it's and I would put a geofence with an ad saying, "Hey, next time you come or after your hike, come on down and enjoy a great thing." I would geofence the hotels in my market that don't have restaurants. I would geofence my competition. There's tons of places I would geofence, but that also goes back to knowing your ideal avatar. If I know who my ideal avatar is, I can do, I can be really, really effective with geofencing. And you get geofenced and you get retargeted all the time. You ever gone on social media looking at you see one little ad for shoes and you click on it, and now your whole feed is just surrounded with shoe ads. And it happens to me all the time. <laughs> hate it. They get me. All right. And that is the three biggest mistakes that people make with their marketing. The three biggest marketing mistakes, issues, quality, frequency, and not using paid advertising, not effectively. There's a difference between posting and marketing. Please let me make sure you understand that there's a difference between posting and marketing. Posting is just putting up stuff on the internet, just basically boring stuff. It's not has any agenda doesn't have any interaction, doesn't have a call to action, doesn't have any hashtags. That's just posting. 95% of restaurants post. 5% market. That's having a detailed plan, using hashtags, using a strong call to action, using user-generated user content, engaging with people, asking them to come back down, having an awareness campaign where people are knowing about you, keeping that awareness campaign out there 24-7. Beautiful thing about paid advertising is it goes all the time. If I put out a paid ad about my awareness campaign, about my brand, it's going all the day, all the time. And I can easily read, I can easily dial in my audience to get better results. And that's another thing. When you start paying for advertising, do not ignore the data. Look at the data, see what's working, what's not working, make adjustments, and then start putting more money to what behind what works. Now I always say start small with your marketing advertising budgets, but then you want to actually you want to amp that thing up. And you should be, the goal should be. Once you get your marketing dialed in, you got really, really great marketing campaigns. You should be spending 4% of your gross sales. 4% should be 
should be targeted, should be budgeted to marketing. It's another huge area that most restaurants do is they don't put enough money behind advertising. They usually do like one or 2%. You want to, you want to put some money behind it. Trust me, it pays off. And anytime your sales fall, I'll tell you right now, it's usually the number one thing I look at is marketing. The number two I look at is guest, the guest experience. And then the last thing is just economic conditions, but you can't do anything about that. You just have to accept it and just work through it. That, my friends, is my rant today. <laughs> that is my rant on the three biggest marketing mistakes people make. Make sure that you are implementing this stuff. If you're in, if you're watching this live on the TRC Nation, the replay will be available for the next 48 hours. And then I take them down from TRC Nation. And then I put the replays up for members of either the Restaurant Coach Nation. They have access to the replays. Uh, Restaurant Masterminds has access to the replays. And then, of course, uh, my accelerator. Uh, people always have access to that, too. Join us here every Fridays if you like. I'm always happy to share information with you. Uh, if you have any questions, again, you can always reach out to me, Donald at therestaurantcoach.com. I'm always happy to field questions. If you ever want to just chat, go to my website, www.therestaurantcoach.com, and you can book a one-on-one -on -one strategy session with me if you want to talk about your restaurant, your specifics, and if you want to help have me help you put a plan together to get you to make more while working less in your business. I, again, want to say thanks for being here today. I appreciate you so much for being here. I know it's a, sometimes it's a weird day, weird time to show up. Replay again will be available for the next uh, 48 hours. After that comes down, if you want to get more of these trainings or watch a lot of the replays, then, you know, hey, take the jump. Get into a coaching program. I have three different levels. You can go to my website and check them all out. Restaurant Coach University. It's for people that more want to kind of do it yourself kind of thing. We do a two-hour life coaching session every month. Plus, you get these replays from the Restaurant Coach Nation, and you get access to my whole entire online learning library, which you saw a lot of it in there. I didn't show you the whole thing, but you saw a lot of it. Restaurant Masterminds. And I would say, if you were to think about Restaurant Masterminds, go to restaurantsuccesssummit.com. Okay, Grab a ticket to the Restaurant Success Summit. You can get till Monday. I have an early bird special going on. After Monday early bird special and early bird pricing will be gone. So if you want to take advantage of a mastermind group and come down to Phoenix, Scottsdale, get three days, 18 hour, 18 workshops. It's about 24 hours of education crammed in three days. Meet some great new people, get some time to talk to the speakers, ask them questions specifically. You can go to restaurantsuccesssummit.com, check it out. It's at a great, great deal. I mean, it's over $8,000 worth of value. And you can grab a ticket this weekend up until Monday at the early bird pricing. After that, the price goes up because it sells out every year. And I keep this a small event. I only do 50 people because I want you to have a lot of time to interact with each other and also have time to interact with the speakers. And also you can have time with me if you want to sit down and talk about your restaurant and some of the struggles you're facing. I'm more than happy to sit down with you at the summit and give you some of my time. Fair enough. Everyone have a fantastic weekend, have a fantastic day, and I will talk to you 
next week. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Coach Podcast with Donald Burns. Tune in next time as we serve up more ways to maximize your potential. Visit our website at www.therestaurantcoach.com or download episodes at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. 